Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the latest edition of ESPN FC. I'm Dan Thomas. You're right there. Yep. Craig Burley joins us here in the studio. We also welcome to the program... Chaka Hislop from his home and Don looking a bit like a geography teacher today, Don. You just gone for the smart look? Well, that's a compliment. I'll take it. Well, it wasn't um, really. Well, it wasn't really. Uh, <laughs> let's talk VAR, shall we? Because uh, the Premier League released yesterday six occasions in which they got it wrong. So the referee's original decision was overturned when he went to the monitor. We ask you, who got it right in the end? Let's start off, shall we? The Martinelli's disallowed goal at Old Trafford against Manchester United. Uh, Obviously, this goal was given initially, but then the referee went to the VAR monitor and overturned it because he felt there was a foul in the build-up. Who was right, Craig Burley? Well... For just in case people go back on tape and review what we said back then, I, I, I thought there was a little bit of contact, but I thought Ericsson bought the free kick, so I stand by a couple of months ago, whenever it was, I thought this goal should have stood. What do you think, Shaq? Um, I, like Craig, I think what I said whenever, whenever it happened was I thought it was a foul by Odegaard on Ericsson, but the question then becomes how far back do you go? So then that's a refereeing call. If it's in the same phase of play, then overturning it is, is the right decision. If you determine that it was too long ago or whatever, um, and the goal should stand, then so be it. But that is a call for the referee on the day. How do you, you, don't, how do you remember what you said two months ago? Oh, yeah. You no, know you don't. No, I do. I have a very, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. very long memory, yeah, as yes. you will know. Uh, Don? Do you know what he's done there, Craig? He's tossed the coin and he's gone, what did I say? What did I say? Guess. It was a foul. I thought it was a foul. I honestly thought it was a foul. I definitely said that on the day. Right. I definitely thought it was a foul. No, I, I trust me. And as you well know, when I bring things up on this show, yes. I have a penchant for... Hey, by the way, Shaq, can you just confirm that you are not back in Qatar <laughs> with a replica of your house in the background? No, he's awake. I, I can confirm as much, Craig, yes. Yes. OK, uh, let's talk about another goal then that was initially given, but then disallowed after the ref went to the monitor. This is in Oh, the, yeah, the, this was the one. The, this is the Chelsea-West Ham game, isn't it? This is the Mendy situation. This was Mendy made a total... Yes. Yeah. Pig zero of it. And we know what Shaka thinks. Jared Bourne going in. Huddles um the big daft goalie. Oh, I'm hard. Oh, I've dropped it. Oh yes, oh. I remember this. This is when Shaq said you don't know how hard it is. Yeah. Kicked him. That oh. was it. Oh, I. What did, was I supposed to grab the ball there? Yeah. Oh, I may have dropped I it. I remember. Yeah. No, this goal should have stood. No, that my, was not a foul. <laughs> my point then, Dan, as it is now, is that I felt. Jared Bowen intentionally dragged that trailing leg and gave Mendy an out. I, I thought if he just, if he just 
uh, hurdle Mendy as he should have, as he quite easily could have. The, the goal, who did, who did, I can't remember who it, who it, who it fell to now. Um, it, it, it would stand. But Bowen, just kind of late on in the game, wanting to leave a little bit on Mendy, <laughs> then, then, gave, then gave Chelsea and, and, and Mendy an out. That was nonsense. Uh, Don? <laughs> I thought Jared Bowen was trying to get back into his stride, Dan. He got knocked and he was travelling towards Mendy, the goalkeeper. And I thought that goal should have stood. I yep. thought, honestly, I thought it was a soft tap on the goalkeeper. I thought Mendy realised that he was bang in trouble. So, to be fair to the goalkeeper, he was smart because he played the game and he thought, if I stay down long enough, it's going to make VAR, the referee, they're going to have a look at it and there might be a chance I might just get away with it. And he did. If we microanalyse, that's what we do on the show. Yep. As the regular viewer. Because the regular flow of you, nice to regular see you. Yeah. Uh, please write in. Uh, let us know how we're doing. Uh, I think if you slowed that down, as many people do now, there's a fair chance that the aforementioned drag foot yes. from Jared Bowen contacts Mendy long after he's dropped the ball. Okay. Ball's already gone. Okay. But he's a goalie. Uh, let's talk about Howard Webb then, of course, coming in to be in charge of the referees in the Premier League. Don, what was he telling you? <laughs> Well, I mean, he was just talking in general how, I mean, he can't solve everything, but he had some sort of bright ideas about sort of fast-tracking ex-players into being referees. Obviously, that's very delicate and, and, and it's difficult because you can't just fast-track someone because he was a player then become a Premier League referee. So there has to be, you know, a certain amount of education that they need. But his, his ideas were interesting. He, he was allowing us to bounce some ideas off him. He was saying um, he's been watching the World Cup. He watched the Man City-Liverpool the Carabao Cup game that had no VAR and it ran pretty smoothly and it made for a great game. So I think his ideas are going to be, Dan, that he wants VAR to sit a little bit more in the background. I think in the minute it's in the foreground, it's every five minutes, it's we're looking at VAR, we're micromanaging every decision that the referees are making and he wants to take a little step back and he wants the football to be the football and then only when things are really clear and obvious when something's missed, VAR's then going to dive in. So it's a difficult one for him, it's a juggling act for him because they want to stay in the background, but at the same time, they need to be efficient and effective. So he spoke well, I must admit. He's, he's quite forthright, and he's, he's someone that you want to listen to. Why don't ex-players get involved, Don? It makes sense, doesn't it? You always say, you know, you've got the, these officials who don't know the game. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I, mean I, I would be open for ex-players to be involved in VAR, for sure, but not just fast-tracking them to be referees, because that's a... You know, I, I'm sure the lads will tell you. I mean, we know the majority of the laws but we don't know all the laws so trying to go back to school and trying to go back to college and learning all the laws won't be easy because we'll probably referee a game like we played the game and we'll probably let a little bit go and and I think what doesn't help as well dad is if you get an ex-player that's then becoming a referee and then he's getting analyzed from an assessor in the stadium and he's getting criticized and he's being marked down because he's made what they, that they think is some bad decisions or poor decisions when he's let certain free kicks go, but then we feel as though the flow of the game's better. I mean, how on earth do you try and manage that? But his ideas are good. He thinks a lot more ex-players should be fast-tracked mm. to be referees. I think VAR for sure. Well, I mean, we might as well have it out now. I'm available. 
Wow, there you go. Craig is available. I can every <laughs> second I mean, that. Take him. Please, I mean, take him. I mean, I have to say, John, I have to say, this is this is food for thought in terms of a bargaining tool for contracts. <laughs> if indeed there is such yeah. a thing needed, yeah. <laughs> you go in. Go with the, the boss's office. Bang the desk when he says, nope, Craig. this is... What, go on, Don. <laughs> the trouble is, mate, it's under 40s. Yeah, that's me. He wants, so, um, the, he wants the aid. You're not under 40. I am in my own mind. You can't you, move at the moment because you're Achilles. Yeah, but I, I, I need something to focus on. <laughs> if, I go in there, if I go in there to our boss's 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 boss yep. and say, if you don't do this, right. I'm going to be a ref. Right. right. Sort it. You could buzz around on one of those mobility scooters. <laughs> following the game. <laughs> so, there you go. You're off. Wow. Shaka, why don't, do ex-players have any desire to get involved with this? No. Uh, and, and this outreach to, to ex-players has been going on for ever since, since I've been playing. But after you play football for a certain amount of time, you recognize the disregard that players have for, for, for referees. It's a tough sell to then say to players, now that, you, now that you're through playing, come, come and referee. And more times than not, you're kind of starting lower down in the lower leagues. The money there isn't great. Mm. So that there's, no, there's no real incentive. But if you're talking about Premier League referees who now and over the last few years have, have become professional and you can earn more, of a living, earn more of a living from it and they have lifted the, the kind of a maximum age of a referee, um, you still have to work your way up to that point. And I don't think players, again, are willing to start are the lowest rung of, of, of refereeing because like everything else, as you play the game, you feel you know the game, but refereeing is, is, a, a, different, is, is a different skill set altogether. Um, I, I just don't think ex-players want, want to put up with that. They don't want to put up with players who were exactly like them when they were playing. Well, they don't, but I mean, I, I wonder if there's... I mean, I can't believe it's Christmas Eve and we're talking about who wants to be a referee. Oh. I mean, there's not many asking for that for Christmas, is there? Let's be honest. Not many referee kits under no, the tree. No, not really. And then they don't prance about with them on. But, you know, that, there has to be... I mean, I wonder if there is an... And I'm being all, I'm all serious, serious this now. Shaka mentioned the lower leagues right down the bottom of the pyramid. These guys earn, uh, some of them, not all, a living. But when that career finishes... And when it's about to finish, they've earned enough to live on at the time. Right. But they're not... I mean, maybe some of the boys in the championship... They're not sorted for life. No, they're not even close. They have to finish... They have to finish... And they have to go out and work on a building site. They have to go and do a university course, if possible. They have to go and train themselves to do something else. They have to start looking at that long before their career finishes. If there was an incentive for some of these guys who've played and understood the game for many a year in non-league or League 2 or whatever it is to go and have the potential to earn a referee's salary at the end of it which I think is, could be anything between fifty and 100,000 maybe more, I, I don't know that has to be something surely that, that guys down the bottom end of the pyramid might, even if there's 10% of them 5% of them yeah. interested and having a, a, a career that's in football after playing, I, I have to believe there would be 
people interested because a lot of these guys really struggle, you know. Yeah. And I mean, really, and managers. Yes. I know mm. these. I know a lot of managers that are down and have never managed at the top end. They've managed down the bottom. When they get sacked, they get fifty grand at most. See you later. Never get another job. There has to be some out there that are prepared to go and do the training. Surely. Uh, just to wrap this up, if you didn't see this in the Carabao Cup a couple of days ago, there was no VAR, remember, but the referee, you'd have to say, did a rather good job here yeah. in, in not giving the penalty. This is quite the dive. Well, Estupinian jumps into the Charlton player. Watch here. You're just going to see this. Referee's, referee's not conned. You watching Estupinian here, watch. Watch him jump to the right. <laughs> Fall. That is so naughty. He falls in. He buckles into the guy. Look. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. Don, you thought this was a penalty? <laughs> I didn't. It's an absolute dive. I mean, credit the referee, by the way. I mean, what a decision, but terrible. The only thing the referee could have done was booked him for diving. Yeah, yeah, most The only thing is, if you want to be a referee, I mean, I've seen some of those boys down the lower leagues. Right. I mean, some of them are, they've got second jobs, they're dormant. And other things like, but, and you, you, might, you, you just just like me, I would be quite placid. You know, if you come up to me and said, ref, I, I mean, as long as you're allowed to smack a player. Right, I don't think that's allowed. Well, but, but, but that's the kind of change. But you got, you got officiating in your family because your dad refereed, didn't you? Yeah, and, and well, to be honest with you, and this is part of the issue, I think, for a lot of people, the bureaucracy. Uh, that even my dad, when he refereed as a younger man, uh, found with... It's a bit like any walk of life. You have people that have never done the job who think they know the job, right? Right, And we have them in all, what, we have them in all businesses. People that want to reinvent the wheel, they know nothing about how you do your job, but they want to change the job. And refereeing was the same. They have all these assessors, and I presume it's not changed because there's more pen pushing uh, and paper pushing now than ever. Uh, and had all these assessors back in the day. They would mark you in different things when he was a, a, an assistant referee as well yeah. as a referee. You, know, you didn't put your flag up properly on that offside. I'm being serious. Really? Yes. The flag has to go up in a three motion. <laughs> it's not to be... And, and he used to come home and my, my, my dad is, was, he's not here now, my dad was, unlike me, a very placid, yep. like, yep. Had, a, had, had, had a lot of patience. He's he was a nice guy. Very much like me. <laughs> His temper only frayed at the very end. And he used to he used to come home and he'd say, That's it. and he used to get so frustrated. Right. So I think the bureaucracy, like in a lot of things, is ultimately which might, what might put a lot of people off. Uh, well, just a reminder, we mentioned the Carabao Cup. We're at the quarter-final stages now of the League Cup in England. The draw was That's me playing the music, week. by the way. Uh, is it? Yeah. He's actually playing an air trumpet at the moment. Uh, Manchester United take on Charlotte. It's Saints against City, Forest against Wolves, and Newcastle against Leicester. Uh, those games live on ESPN Plus. Uh, the match will begin the week of January the 9th. Can you remember the last time you had fun on a bike ride? Lecture e-bikes, the number one seller of e-bikes in America, is here to bring fun and joy back to biking. Their riders routinely say they feel like kids again riding these bikes, and one even said, I'm a 46-year-old man and can honestly say I haven't had this much fun on a bike since I was 10 years old. These e-bikes from Electric are fast, up to 28 miles an hour. They offer lightweight and foldable e-bikes so you can easily take them on the go to explore national parks, campgrounds and more. Even if you don't have a truck, trailer or bike rack, many of their models will fit in the trunk of a car. 
They also offer long-range batteries that provide over 65 miles of range, so you can explore further and longer. Head over to electricebikes.com today and take their bike quiz to find a model that's perfect for your needs. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com slash FC. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Just a reminder this week, it's the Gab and Robbo podcast. Uh, what a moment for Stuart Robson. You can check that out over on the website. Right then, interesting stuff here from Pep Guardiola about the fitness or lack of it of Calvin Phillips. He's not injured. He arrived overweight. I don't know why. He didn't arrive in the condition to do training sessions. Of course, he was with the England squad for the World Cup. Uh, calorie counters, Porky Phillips. <laughs> Perhaps we love so much. Um, uh, obviously, this has made headlines uh, back in England. Um, well, it's a good time to have a little bit extra weight on. Bear in mind, he's got a big Christmas dinner. Porky, I would imagine. Porky Phillips, my crikey. Coming up. I mean, how, how, how much weight can you put off? If you're a, a, a fit guy like he is, uh, it's only been since England went out, I don't know, a couple, two and a half weeks, two weeks ago. The, the big question is, obviously, why has Pep gone public with this? To try and embarrass the player into, but that's quite—it's quite a statement to make, isn't it? Because now he's always going to be the fat one. I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's got over that. <laughs> no, no, no. But you, you know, you, you, you associate players with what managers say about them. Like he didn't have to make this public, did he? Well, when 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 the city manager talks about him being overweight, it's all relative. I mean, we're talking—we're probably talking, a, and the, with these guys, a pound, a pound. I mean, we can only be talking. My new oh, yes, I know, but my point is, he yes. could have just had a word with the player and said, sort yourself out, instead of t- going to the media. Well, I understand, but he's obviously unhappy with the player. He thinks maybe there's been a bit of lack of professionalism, which, sound, which would, to me, be strange, because this guy seems pretty much the consummate pro. But I think it's him saying, look, maybe that was... Maybe when you were at Leeds, you went off and you had a few pints and ate too much and you were a couple of pounds over, but we're, we're rigid in what we do here. Right. And that's unacceptable. That's the only reason I can think of. Don? I don't think you can blame, blame Pep Guardiola for, <clears throat> for telling the truth. I mean, obviously got asked the question about Calvin Phillips. Oh, and he Don, said you know, there's, way, there's mean, ways of means in answering a question, isn't it? You could just say he's is, not... But, it, but, it, but, it, but, Dan, come on. But come on, like... Get a backbone. Like, if you're overweight and you've come back overweight, you're overweight. You're a professional footballer. Like, why has the manager got to protect the player? Because he's going to get asked the question, why is Calvin Phillips not in your squad? But he can't just lie and turn around and go, oh, uh, uh, he's got a I'm back I'm sure injury. managers oh, lie all well. the time, Don. He's got a niggle. That's but it. Why? But, but why? 
But why, why, do they, why do they have to lie? Why, why can't we have managers that tell the truth? Just because it might shame the player into losing a pound or two, what's wrong with that? Why, why have we got to protect the player all the time? Calvin Phillips. I'm only, we're, some, we're only just summarising here. Calvin Phillips has been out pretty much most of the season. Yes. Right? Scrambled into the England squad uh, as cover in the end. I'm imagining that, that City said to him, look, use this England time to keep yourself in shape. Here's your target. Here's your target weight, you know, all body fat, all these things that they do and more. And this is how we want you to come back. Uh, and here's the numbers. Hit the numbers. Then we crack on for the rest of the season. And maybe he's well over the target numbers that they gave him. That, that again... That's the only thing I can think of. Shaq? The only thing that makes sense is that Calvin, Willip, Calvin Phillips was very overweight. The only times I've, I've seen or experienced uh, managers calling out players for their weight in, in this manner, um, the players have been very very overweight. So yeah. I, I feel it's, it's more than, than a case of a pound or two. It, it's a lot more. And, and listen, memory doesn't save me that, that well, but I, I, I don't think Calvin Phillips featured all that much for England, if at all. Um, so it, it's not just about putting on a couple of pounds in the last couple of weeks after England, England was eliminated from the World Cup. It had to be something that was ongoing through the tournament, which, which is odd. You're training with the, with the England national team and somehow putting on weight throughout. Um, that is the only way that this makes sense. That it's, it's not a pound or two, it's closer to eight or nine. Oh, Did you put oh, some oh, weight on Shaq at World Cup? Eight or nine, Shaq? <laughs> oh, my God. No <laughs> way. I don't know. I can't, I, well, I'm just saying, it's a lot. It's a lot. I, I don't know what Calvin, Calvin Phillips' Dan, I, natural Dan, body I was weight in. is. I, I, I'm just saying, it's a lot. Dan, I was at Millwall for about six or seven months of my career and the manager then used to have a thing called Fat Club. And if you were, if you were in the Fat Club on a Monday morning, I was never in it because I was always skinny, but if you were in the Fat Club on a Monday morning, you had to go on the treadmill for 45 minutes before every session till you got it off. Wow. And let me tell you now, the players on a Monday that were in a Fat Club, there was only about three or four of them, let me tell you, within two or three days, the pounds got shifted off like you wouldn't believe. Wow. I remember, I told you this, I remember uh, the Scott, former Scotland manager, Craig Brown, used to get annoyed at us about how much we were eating at lunch during Scotland get-togethers. Really? Lunch and dinner at the hotel, because the, 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 at the Marine Highland in Troon, where we used to stay across from the golf course, uh, that was the base for years and years and years, and, and the food was magnificent. Buffets... Starters, smoked salmon. Oh, it's marvellous. <laughs> then, then, then they would bring true. out like the apple crumble and all that. I was like, this is fantastic. I mean, and so... Can I just he, say, go on, Shaq. No, I, I, was just, I, I was just making the point there that I say Calvin Phillips is eight or nine pounds overweight and this fitness Craig all of a sudden is all angry. Eight or nine pounds. <laughs> ever, since, ever since Craig started going to the gym, yeah. he's like, eight or nine pounds. Uh, oh, goodness well, me. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm a little oh, reluctant to discuss the Calvin Phillips situation until I'm, I've got clarification on how much he's overweight because, mm. I, you know, I'm such, I'll have this down to such a fine art. Anyway, what have you dropped? 11 pounds? 14. 14 pounds. In three weeks. Look at if that. I can have do him, that. Have him go to the wow. gym with Craig. Have him go to Jimmy Craig. Calvin Phillips, if he gets on the <laughs> flight... Never mind Fat Club. If he, never mind Fat Club. Never yeah. mind Guardiola. Yeah. Never mind Sports Science at Man City and all this tripe. If he comes here to the ESPN gym, 
within 72 hours, yes. I'll have him tip-top shape. Yep. As long as he's not staying at the Nickel household, because that would very much undo any of the work done at the gym. Well, I think he's at the Nickel household. His Achilles might be so good. Oh, if he's staying yeah. at the Nickel household, not only will he gain he double the weight, but he'll go back slobbered by a huge dog as well. Oh, yes. yes. His clothes will have dog hairs on it, and it'll be just never ending. Ah. We stay on track there. I think we did. Um, City, of course, are chasing Arsenal. (laughs) City are chasing Arsenal at the top of the table. Big blow for Arsenal. No Gabriel Jesus, of course, until at least the end of February. Who are they going to get in to replace him, if anyone, in the January transfer window? Inevitably, Jao Felix has been linked to a move to Arsenal, given his lack of playing time and lack of cohesion, you feel, as well, with Diego Simeone and Atletico Madrid. You love Jao Felix, Don. Love him. Absolutely love him. I've been saying for years, and it's not a dig at Simeone because it's just Simeone's style, but it's just not the right fit. You know, I've watched him play in the Champions League and he's been playing a sort of left wing come left back position and he's not that player. And I don't think there's any coincidence when you look at the players that played in the World Cup that were sort of starring for their countries. João Felix was one of them when Ronaldo wasn't playing. Rodrigo de Paul, another Simeone player. Antoine Griezmann, another player for France who was brilliant for the majority of the World Cup. So you get these players who are just played in the wrong position, maybe it's timing, maybe it's just the manager that you don't want to play for. I think if João Felix goes away from Simeone, again, it's not a dig, because there's probably sides of João Felix's game and Rodrigo de Paul and Griezmann, when they've not got the ball, Simeone's improved them. But I just see a player that I think could do so much more. And I've always said, if someone like Guardiola, I didn't really say Arteta, I didn't really think he was on their radar, but I always thought if Arteta, uh, sorry, Guardiola or someone like that, could get older Jao Felix. I honestly think there's a ridiculously world-class player in that. I, I absolutely love him, you're right, Dan. I take him on loan at Arsenal, that's all at the moment. Why, if, why would Atleti let him because go out on loan? Because well, they want to get, they want to reduce the wage bill. That's the only thing for, for, uh, for a few months with potential to, to, to recoup some money. But, but you know, we saw the, uh, I think it was 126 million was on the graphic. Yes, yeah, a lot of money. Yeah, when he signed. I'm not, I mean, they're never, ever, ever recouping that uh, purely because of the consistency. Now, I, 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 I agree with Don. I think a huge part of that is down to where he is and who he's playing under. And he does need to move. But if I'm Arsenal, I don't want to make more mistakes. Right, yeah. Because I've, I'm just getting back on my feet. If I'm that football club, I've got a nice harmony about the, the squad, uh, the top of the league as we speak. With Joe Felix in particular, I want to see at least at least five or six months of consistency before I dive in with the checkbook because I just haven't seen it enough at Atletico Madrid. Whose side are you on here, Shaq? I, I, I like Joao Felix a lot as well, so it's unanimous in that regard. And I think he's a great fit for Arsenal. Um, Gabriel Jesus out now for, what, three months? Um, and you need somebody to come in. I think we had Jules on a few days ago, we were saying. You need somebody to come in and not necessarily match what Gabriel Jesus has done for Arsenal so far this season, but, but come close. Arsenal are in a fantastic position in the league. They need somebody to come, to come and fill that void. But then you don't want to spend an awful lot of money, bring somebody in, and then Gabriel Jesus is back, and for whatever reason, you can't play both of them. Uh, and I think getting, getting João Felix on loan um, satisfies that. He comes in, fills that void. You have a couple of months to either, you know, rotate or play two of them together, see if it works or if it doesn't, if you want to make a decision on, on bringing him 
bringing him in longer term. And then we discuss the transfer fee, of course. But for the short term, between now and the end of the season, I think, I think Arsenal have to get this over the line. Don has his hand up. Well, the cheaper option might be Mudrick, who I think Arsenal have got designs on getting it, is whether they can try and get him through the door because he is a player, the, the Ukrainian Shakhtar winger that sort of destroyed Selic and had a brilliant Champions League campaign. And this kid is absolutely rapid. So it's whether you go for the most expensive player in Jao Felix, there's a little bit more of a finished article in him, but the raw option might be Mudrick. Yeah, but they're wide guys and, and Jao Felix is a floater, creative, talented Depending on Jesus' injury, two or three months, mm. maybe more, maybe less, where, where, where's the goals? Right. I know they'll get the odd one from wide in midfield and the boys in Saka and Martinelli and Odegaard, but that puts a lot of pressure if it's in Ketia. Yes. And I think there's a... I just don't think it's enough. And whether you have to go and pill for a villa or someday for, you know, short term for Watkins or... You know, I'm not saying Danny Ings, but a loan for somebody like that who comes in, never going to do it for three or four years for you, but maybe do it for 12 months, uh, or certainly enough time when Gabriel Jesus is out, whether it's England or Italy or Spain or wherever, doesn't matter. That kind of player where, you know, floating around mid-table in the league comes in and is a better fit than than Eddie and Ketia to the end of the season. We'll of course see how Arsenal get on without Gabriel Jesus as they take on West Ham in their first game since the World Cup. They've been absolutely flying, of course, this season, sitting top of the table. Uh, take a look at that. They've just lost one game, only drawn the 1-1-12. Here's everyone's predictions. I'm going for a draw. Everyone else is going for a tight Arsenal victory. Uh, Craig going for 2-1. The boys going for 1-0. Is this going to be a fun game, Don? It's unknown, Dan, to be honest. It's, you know, it's off the back of the World Cup. Um, you're trying to judge on, you're trying to judge the teams in their first game back. Uh, we've seen Man United play. Uh, we've seen Liverpool play. I've seen Leicester at MK Dons the other night and they were super impressive. But coming back into the first Premier League game, you know, it's one of them. Who's fit? Who's actually available? Who's still away? That was at the World Cup. So we're not sure what the 11s are going to be. I would lean towards Arsenal being obviously the form side. If you try and take any form into it, West Ham only one win in six, not in great form, away from home, you'd lean towards an Arsenal win. Uh, meanwhile, Liverpool looking to bounce back from that Carabao Cup defeat against City are away against Aston Villa. Uh, Liverpool sitting sixth, of course, in the table going into this clash. Unai Emery looking to leave his mark on Villa, uh, having the month to work with the players who didn't go to the World Cup. Uh, everyone is going for a Liverpool victory with the exception of Craig Burley. Yeah, that's a strong victory from Shaq away from home, isn't it? 3-0. Uh, I think the answer, you mentioned the name, Unai Emery. I think there was a positive end to the break, going into the break for Villa. Uh, a lot of players rested, a lot of them. It's time for Unai Emery to work with his team. And for Liverpool, yeah, there was some good things the other night with some changes, albeit at Man City, but there were some bad things. Mm. You know, defensively, all right, there are a lot of players, a lot of changes in that position. Uh, defensively, I think there's some big questions still. And we saw Darwin Nunes have a poor day at the office with finishing. So I think Villa are going to be a much tougher nut to crack in the second half of the season with Unai Emery in there. That's why I've gone for a draw. Jack, do you remember saying 3 0? 
Yeah, I do. I, I, I think, I, I really like how, how uh, Liverpool finished up against City. And I, I think this is one that um, Liverpool get to shake the cobwebs off. I think they'll be a whole lot better at, at Villa, obviously. And this is, this is exactly the kind of game that Darwin Nunez comes good and, mm. and takes a couple of those chances. And I know everybody who is a Darwin Nunez fan or Liverpool fan or some combination um, says, you see, he can score goals in this league. You all rubbished him. But then oh. normal service may, may well be resumed. But this is exactly the kind of game I think that um, you will see the best of him. Oh my God, that's a change around, isn't it? When, when was that Man City game? <laughs> a couple of days ago. A couple of days ago, Shaq was all dim and gloom about Darwin in this. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, of course, Spurs looking to battle with the likes of Liverpool for a place in the Champions League uh, next season. They currently sit fourth in the table. Uh, they're away against Brentford. Let's take a look at the predictions for this one. Uh, Spurs, I'm going for a draw. Don's going for a draw. Oh no, I'm going for a Spurs win. Craig's going for a Spurs win. Draw Don, why aren't they winning it? Because it's Brentford. And they're one of the teams in the Premier League when they're playing at home, Brentford, you don't want to go to. We've seen them pick up some massive scalps this season and last season especially. Um, first game back for Tottenham. Again, we're not sure what, what the manager's got to pick with in terms of his starting lineup. But I just think Brentford, when that place is rocking, small stadium, brilliant atmosphere. Thomas Frank's done a great job in making sure that the fans, the players are all together. The atmosphere is incredible. And it's a hard place to go and win. So first game back, draw for Tottenham. Uh, meanwhile, Newcastle have looked so impressive, haven't they, in the second half of the first half of the season. Uh, they're away against Leicester. They go into this clash sitting third in the table. They've lost just one game so far this season. Is everyone going for a Newcastle win or was Don that impressed with Leicester over MG Don's? Yep. Yes, he was. 2-2. Two, two. Don. Yeah, see, this is reverse psychology, this one, Dan. Right. This is a Leicester team that's banging form. Uh, only one loss in six. That loss is against Man City. Newcastle, one loss in 15. So they're flying. Uh, and it's reverse psychology. I would take a point. I would take a 2-2. But if Newcastle win, they can go second. Oh, that's it. Oh, I thought yeah. you were going to keep talking. <laughs> You knew Dorman was going to go for a, a result for Leicester after his oh, yeah. appearance a few days ago. Oh, yes? Yeah. Well, what did he do a few years, days ago? Repeated what he just said. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> About Leicester. I was, I was at MK Dons. I know you I were. was at MK Dons. And I, you were, and, and I know the opposition's different, but they were on fire. You were moving. But if it was reverse psychology, surely you would have gone for a Leicester win, Don? Well, no, because I'm, st I'm still trying to be a little bit loyal, so I went on the fence. I could have went for a Leicester win, but I thought, you know what? I've got I've got faith in Eddie Howe. Right. So I'll, I'll I'll go a draw. Yes. And I might be right, but if I'm wrong and Newcastle win, happy days. Well, there we go. Uh, let's just take a look then at all the fixtures that are taking place in the. Usually, you you guys are very negative about these fixtures in the Premier League. I don't think they're that bad. Oh no, you're excited yeah. by these fixtures. These yeah. are all the ties that are taking place on. I mean, Monday. So South Coast Derby, you know that. Southampton Brighton. Southampton Brighton at St Mary's. Yes, it's exciting. Palace, yeah. Fulham, Everton, Wolves, uh, and of course the other games that we discussed. Passion, drive and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights and more. Whether you're into speed, power or style, eBay Motors has you covered. 
With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. He's the greatest of all time. France were beaten tonight, and Kylian Mbappé were beaten by the greatest player of all time. He is, in my estimation, the best player I've ever seen. Maradona had to jump six foot to get away from challenges every single time he stepped on the field. I just think Maradona was just that little touch better than Messi. I think we're all forgetting another chap, aren't we? Pelé. Messi's the third maybe best player in the world that the world's ever seen. I'd still go with Maradona, Pelé and then uh, Messi. They're all great players, aren't they? Yeah. And Messi is definitely part of that pantheon. You just can't help but look at Ian Dark and smile. It's wonderful. Meanwhile, right then, best in the world, Messi, Maradona or Pelé, Don. Go comparison, because what's the criteria? What boxes have you got to tick to be the greatest of all time? No one's actually said, you know, the boxes that you've <coughs> got to tick before you, you can judge who the greatest player of all time is. If it's winning World Cups, well, Pelé's won three, so that's a whole argument just gone completely. It's Maradona for me because he made me, he made me fall in love with football. He had, he had a bit of devilment about him. He turned around and said, you know, about the hand of God, it was revenge for the Falklands War. He had the political side of him, but also when I was growing up, I fell in love with him. I thought there was no one better. I understand Messi's qualities. I certainly get it. I'm not the oracle on this one. Whichever one you want to choose, go ahead, but I'm sticking with Diego. Shaka, uh, obviously this is something you have discussed a lot. What say you? I, I thought we agreed wait, that you wait, were going to wait, ask wait, me about wait, this wait, 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 wait. Let's do it tomorrow. Let's do it in our Christmas special and ask Shaka to be definitive on whether or yeah. not Lionel Messi is the greatest of all time. You can check that out, of course. We'll be with you tomorrow uh, having that discussion. Plus, what else did we do in the Christmas special? I can't really remember. Oh, we reviewed the year. Best moments of the year, didn't we? Yeah. Shaka did that top 10, which you bossed oh, together. Hell yes. <laughs> Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. 
Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact. Helping the small stand tall. We're making it happen. La Liga then is back, well this week, Thursday sees Girona take on Ravec on the first game as they return from the World Cup. Atleti against LJ, Friday's all about Vidalid against Real Madrid and Saturday it's an early start for Barca as they play host to Espanyol. All of these games live on ESPN+. For the Bundesliga, it's a lot later. January the 20th is when they return. Leipzig against Bayern Munich, the first game there. And like La Liga, all of these games on plus as well. And if you didn't see it, this is a very festive greetings from some of the Bundesliga players. Celebrate the holidays together with your family. Wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. And I... Very good. I've seen better. If you were at Derby and they asked you to do that, what would you have said? Oh, yes. No, you wouldn't. Yes. You would not have sung Merry Christmas. To the, the kids camera. were all younger then. I was in the spirit. Oh, yeah. And now I'm not. Oh, I don't know. You're in quite good mood today. It's a bit unsettling. Uh, that is it. Then well, that brings us to the end of today's show. Just a reminder, I'm our gonna show special is with you tomorrow. But sure to stay tuned because Extra Time is next. Don and Shaka back to answer your questions. Welcome into our Christmas Eve edition of Extra Time. Craig with us here in the studio. Dot Hutchinson joins us as well. And Shaka, Shaka, where's the tin saw? A little bit of festive decoration in the Hislop house. I don't know. I was away working very hard at the World Cup. Oh, down and I had my man. Decorate because I do all the decorating. Yeah, all the you need excuse there. Don, you, your, your twins must be excited. They're at good age, aren't they, for Christmas? Buzzing, Dan. They are absolutely buzzing. We were tracking Santa uh, yes. this afternoon. He was Australia somewhere. Yeah. Uh, so I'll have to do a double check when we get back tonight, but they are buzzing. What's top of the list? Uh, World Cup ball. One of them wants a World Cup ball. One of them wants Play-Doh, so you couldn't get, two, you couldn't get a set right. of twins that are so completely different. Standard. So one's footy and one's loads of sort of, yeah, one's loads of Play-Doh-y stuff that'll wreck my head, wants to see it all over the floor. <laughs> I'm going to clean it up, so that's going to do me head in. So that's going to wreck my head after about 24 hours, Play-Doh everywhere. Nice. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. you got to stop having these kids done. <laughs> Well, it's official. There's, there's no more, Craig. It's right, official. Right, good. I don't think we need any of the details of that. Oh, my God. There you are. What do you want for Christmas? Ah. Uh, Did everyone just play All I Want for Christmas is my two front teeth when you had no teeth? 
I've always had teeth. Well, you, yeah, but you didn't have your front teeth, did you? No, I've always had teeth. I've just not always had them in. At any given time, yes. could, uh, they could disappear. Yes. Uh, I've had all the jokes, don't worry. Yes, I bet you it's have. Christmas is a bit because my... Everyone's a bit old now in the Burley household, yeah. Yeah, our three kids are all... The youngest one is about to turn 20 in wow. three months, so... So, yeah, but they were... No, no. Back in the day, yes. when they were your age, when, was, yes. when they were your kids' age, yes. and... A bit older than Dawn's, they're kind of similar. Yeah. And there was all three of them. Oh my God. Yeah. What a mess. Fantastic. Oh, it's brilliant. I love oh, yeah, it. Yeah, they I loved love it. it as well. They yeah, loved that was it. great. Uh, Shaka, do you want the World Cup to happen every two years since it would give you an excuse to travel and quote unquote work away from the studio? What? The uh, short answer to that is no, Dan. Oh. I am happy with the World Cup being every four years i yes. am happy with it being 32 teams i don't think there's any need to change well it's going to be 48 at the next yeah. one so 48 teams but you won't be able to travel because it's well maybe well, it's here isn't it well it's canada and M mexico. mexico little trip down to the riviera mile there we go and squeeze that in there you are you know why he doesn't want it uh, every two years why not that's going to affect all the rest of his travel. Well, that's true, yes. Not enough room to squeeze all his travel in. <laughs> yeah. So it has to be four So it has years. to be stretched out over that time. <laughs> to make sure... Can't interfere with Carnival. Uh, Carnival's coming Carnival's up. Carnival's coming up. How he gets away with that one, well. I'll never know. <laughs> Don, which... Pinocchio! <laughs> Carnival is February. Don't worry. Carnival is February. Don't no, worry. Yeah, oh, nothing's better with that. Uh, Don, would you have enjoyed or hated having Emmy Martinez as a teammate? See, he's one of them where you would absolutely love having him as a teammate, but if you played against him and we've seen his actions, I know Craig said get a life all of Emmy Martinez haters the other day, but he's done my head in. Oh. Obviously his antics have sort of soured it for me, but the lads will tell you, we've all played with characters like that and when they're in your dressing room, you absolutely love them. What's he done that's been that bad? I mean, I I've been walking dogs and right, have you? doing stuff. Really? I mean, I haven't I'm let it... Busy man. <laughs> Very busy. I haven't let it sort of absorb into my right. mental psyche. Right. Don, what's he done apart from the couple of silly things? Well, and... he's just been... Well, he's just been... I mean, the, the silly thing with a glove, that, anyone can get carried away and do something daft, that's fine. All right, yeah. As yeah. long as he hasn't offended anyone. But yeah. the, thing, the thing where he's carrying, like, a baby... Killing Mbappe around everywhere he goes, and the Argentina fans burning coffins with Killing Mbappe on. I mean, why? What's the point? And if you're Emmy Martinez, get your head screwed on because you're going to play against Killing Mbappe, and he's going to score three against you one day, and you're going to be made to look a fool again. So I don't see why Craig when you won the World Cup. Instead of just partying again, instead of just partying and having an amazing time, what are you going around carrying this Killing Mbappe little doll for? And taking the, I don't get why you'd want to take the mickey out of someone. I, I, I don't understand that when he's just banged a hat trick in, scored four against you, including the penalties. I mean, what's the point? Why no, carry no, it on? I, uh, no, I understand. I just haven't let it get to me. It's not obviously. Well, because you've been wet. Are you I walking was, the dogs in this weather? Uh, like that. <laughs> I'm in heck. Um, I still hold them like that. <laughs> Don, what do you really think of Darwin Nunez? Do you know what? I, I like him, Dan. I think the Liverpool fans have nicknamed him Chaos, and I think that's what you can see. I think he's trying to please, and I, th and I think he's so desperate to do well. 
And when you try and... See, if you're a fan and you see a player come through the door with big money, you expect him to score goals. Fans are not really interested in the bigger picture and what it takes when you're a young player going to a big club. And factor in that he's only 23, doesn't speak a word of English, got sent off on his debut, which cost him three games. He's then trying to catch up with Haaland. Everything's just racing and his mind's racing at a million miles an hour. Once he calms down, you'll see what a player he is because there's no coincidence that he's been shifted out to the left-hand side where he's done most of his good work. Once he settles down, I think there's a brilliant player in there. He is a good player. Just, yeah. Just having a bit of trouble finding the, the angles between those those big white sticks at the moment. So, Speaking of those big white sticks... He's not that, old, he's not that young though, I mean 23. Uh, Shaka, Craig often says that goalkeepers are a quote-unquote different breed. Do you agree? And if so, why are keepers so peculiar? Um, no, I don't agree. I, I think that's just a stereotype that some have earned and players like uh, goalkeepers like Emiliano Martinez um, continues, continues to, to kind of represent. But I don't think there are any more strange goalkeepers than there are strange outfield players. Oh. Right. How come then the quota of people managing football clubs are probably less than 1% are goalies? Because they're not right in the head. <laughs> and there it was, there it was. <laughs> I knew it was that not. I knew we were heading there. They're not the full <laughs> shilling. They're a sandwich short of a picnic. Right? You know that. I, when, when I finished playing, I had no ambition at all to, to manage. You know, I can't, I can't speak to that percentage because certainly for me, I, I wouldn't have minded being a goalkeeping coach. I, I would do that happily. But I, have, I had then and have now zero ambition to coach or be a manager. Yeah. Apart from going to the carnival in February, what do you have ambition for? <laughs> Sleep. <laughs> Sleeping? Uh, Don, are they a different breed goalkeepers? All of these? Of course they are. They're nuts, Dan. Right. All of them. They're okay. nuts. I was at Liverpool with Bruce Grobelar, one of the nuttiest of all time. And Shaka, you must have come across John Burridge. You must have come across Budgie. Dan, for any youngster that doesn't know yeah, John Burridge, yeah, did. on a Friday night, on a Friday night, a game on a Saturday, he used to sit there watching the TV and he used to get his missus to throw fruit at him on the angle and he'd just catch it and just be alive and just be alert and just catch different fruits. He wouldn't tell his missus when to throw it. And then I read that he used to do a training session when he was at Newcastle. And he used to get a young centre forward, an apprentice. He used to get a young wide player, bag of balls out on the left-hand side, and he'd get the young apprentice to clip some balls into the 18-yard box. And he used to practise punching half the young kid's head and half oh the ball. Oh, my goodness. He used to Nuts, Dan! They're nuts, all of them! Yep. Didn't he have a weird warm-up routine? Is that the guy? It's brilliant. Go to YouTube, see yeah. John Burridge warm-up. It's yeah. amazing. But, you know, there's, there, is a, there is a pathway to understanding this. They, probably 99.9% .9 of them, Shaq included, are all psychologically scolded as youngsters. Because they all... Because they're made to play in golf. Yeah. They all, grew, they all grew up watching, whether it's now it's Messi, 
whether in the 80s it was Maradona, whether it was in the 60s and 70s it was Pele, and they all grew up wanting to be one of those people. And then at some point in their thick heads, there's a realisation <laughs> that all the other kids in the school are shouting at them to get in goal because they're not very good wow. out in the field. And then they get the gloves. And that's when they realise that they're, they're, they're different. That's it. That's it, they're different. And they've been, I mean, short of putting like one of those tags on them, when you burn it into their skin, right. it says goalkeeper for life. Right. That's them, they're done. Okay, I think we've been mean enough to Shaka and goalkeepers. Okay. Somebody will come in What about this, Don? Ready? Start, bench, yep. sell. Ooh. Coutinho, Hazard, Deli Alley. Dear me, that's oh. a mean question, that, oh. isn't it? Oh. That's Is easy. That wow. Matthews. That's easy, Don. No, but it's mean. Deli Alley yeah, is mean. mean. Good grief. <laughs> I know, but I don't want to be too mean to the guys. Christmas. Oh, <laughs> that's mean. That's mean, Matthew. Uh, Michael Matthews. Uh, start, Coutinho. Who's the other one? Hazard. Ah, Hazard. Bench him. Hazard. I'm sorry, Delhi. Sell Delhi. Who, who are you whispering to, Shank? I was agreeing. I was oh. trying to. I was trying to. to <laughs> was it? Was it? And that makes extra, my point. Was, was it word? That makes my point yeah. about goalie. Don, Don's <laughs> telepathically. Don's given this great consideration. Telepathically, that's the word. Yes, well, that's telepathically, you got whispered to people. A, so, a college student. So Don's trying to answer the question. You're one. talking to yourself in the background. <laughs> What, hell, yeah. what, what yeah. more do we need to know about goalkeepers? You're sitting there talking was, to yourself. I was, I was. I have to say, I, I would. The answer. I would. Uh, I would start Hazard because he carried Chelsea for many, many years. No, but now. What do you mean? Now. Oh, now? Yes. I thought it meant as a career thing. No, obviously, it has our... Right. All right, I concur. Right, you concur? With Don, yes. Yeah, you agree with Don? Yes. Here we go, Craig. Is he still talking to himself? Here we go. Background? This is good, actually. The goalie. Would you rather <laughs> eat a bad steak or an amazing steak served by Salt Bay, who proceeds to sit at your table for the rest of the meal? I'd, say, I'd, 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 I'd rather I'd rather eat, I'd rather eat a, a, a well done steak that the, the, the chef had spilt, topped it on the floor at least half a dozen times, stood on it, and then kicked it to my table. Kicked it to my table, and he he, he picked it up with his two feet like that. And yeah. He threw it on. He lobbed it on, like flicked it on the table with his big toe. Right. Somehow managed to do that. Yeah. And it was all fatty. Yeah. This steak as well, it was chewy. Yes. And it was all fatty around the edges and it was horrible. And and, and the vegetables it came with were all like, overcooked and smudgy and squeegee and, oh, and there was amazing. a Yeah. And there, not only that, there was a fly on it. Right. And not only that, there was there was hairs from oh. the kitchen. Right. Yeah, Different well, coloured hairs bit, all over then. the place. Yes. I would rather eat that than have one of his steaks and be set with him. There we go. Having him. Chuntering on all night. <laughs> Chuntering on. Chuntering on. <laughs> oh, you like a well done steak what anyway, do Don, don't you? Well, Craig was describing that and I thought at some point that sounded amazing. There you go. Don, come on, please tell me. Don, please tell me. I am no, that, mate, you, We understand. No, mate, you're right. We you're understand right. Stevie. Clown, right? isn't he? He's a clown. We understand Stevie. The man 
It's from a different era. No, but it's done's weird with food as well. Do you like a, do you no, have I'm your steaks just, well done, Stone? Yeah, but I just don't. It's, 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 the, it's the blood, Craig. I can't have blood on my plate. So if you do me a steak and it's bloody, whether that's rare or medium, medium. I don't want the blood. Medium rare, medium. Yeah, you still get a little bit, you, you still get a bit of blood. So then I want to just go, just, just cook it a bit more, mate. I don't want no, I'm, I'm not a caveman. I don't want any blood not caveman. on my plate. You're eating meat. <laughs> But that's no, but I don't want blood. I'm not drinking blood. I don't want to drink blood. But that's a vampire. Where is your steak? John, Jim, John. But that time it isn't blood. It's juice. I can't believe you guys. I can't see the red. I can't see the red blood and the juice and think, yeah, I want a bit of that. John, you like a medium rare. I love medium or medium rare. There you go. Oh, medium, medium rare. If I go for a nice. Thick steak somewhere. It's medium rare. Fantastic. I'm, I'm, me, me and Stevie, me and Stevie are having a table for two then. Wow. Well, I'll tell you what, there is a connection there. Yes, most definitely. Uh, Craig, who would you pick to take the decisive penalty? Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, or Mbappe? Uh, I'd probably pick Mbappe, actually. Bearing in mind, well, yeah. he scored three. Three in the World Cup final. final. Yeah. 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 Who would you have, Shai? Yeah, Mbappe. Yeah. Um, Mbappe, yeah. Mbappe for me, given what you've seen of late, especially. Don? Same. I was just expecting Shaka to send me something there, but there was nothing coming. No, no, he wasn't whispering. <laughs> no. I've, I've cut off that line, Don. Still can't no get my head around when you no cut more. the steak open and it's just dry. Yeah. It's not nice. It's kind of done. It's like, it's kind of, it's not ruined, but it's well, put it some is gravy. Ruined. It is ruined. Put some gravy on it. I'll put some oh, peppercorn crap. sauce on it. <laughs> Get some uh, gravy. Peppercorn sauce, Craig. <laughs> well, that's just, just. Shaka, what's it's your. Just, it's just wrong. Uh, speaking of food, what's your favourite Christmas meal? Don, since you're a little on the heavier side lately, what's your favourite Christmas I dessert? I don't think you're looking heavy, Don. Wow. Mr. Wilson. Who's that? Mr. Wilson? <laughs> yeah. Fat shape and fat club, I mean. Wow. Me and Calvin Phillips in the Fat Club. Goodness me. Uh, let's start uh, off with... I What's your favourite like... Christmas meal? What's your favourite Christmas, Christmas, Christmas meal? Well, the Christmas meal's the Christmas... Uh, well, uh, all of it. No, it's all, Shaka, all you're, on dessert, you're on dessert, Don. Oh, I'm on dessert, sorry. Chris, Shaka. I'm on dessert, Chris, I'm on... Uh, we... Okay. What's happening? Um, we, don't, we do um, a really good breakfast and we have pastels, what we call pastels. It's made with cornmeal and a mix of minced meat and seasonings and so that that, that is my absolute favourite. Oh, nice. Nice, right? Uh, what about you, Don? Christmas dessert? I like uh, a chocolate log. Right. Cut in, like, cut in like a nice thick slice. Okay. And hot custard. Oh, nice. And hot custard. Yeah. Yeah, not had that for a while. Hot good, good, good call. Good call. Did you ever have semolina as a kid? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah, they used to sell it at school, wasn't it? Yeah, cheap then, weren't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Not nice. <laughs> hot custard. I've not had that for. Oh, a while. yeah. And that sounds, sounds good, Don. Rice. Yeah, Ambro you go, Ambrosia cream rice. There we go. Turkey. Mm. Turkey's dry, though, isn't it? Well, yeah, it is. It's a surprise this year. I don't know what. We're You're going out for I'm dinner, going out aren't for you? Dinner, yeah. Save the white. So is it a set meal or what? I don't know. We've not seen it yet. Oh, okay. Which is slightly worrying me that we've actually got the booking. Oh, I see. You know what I'm saying? We booked yeah. it weeks ago. Yes. Just, just get oh, well. the mint sauce ready. 
So, um, Don, uh, what will be happening in the Hutchinson household regarding food tomorrow? It'll be chaos. Yeah, because uh, we've got we've got a table that seats about six. Okay, There's nine people coming round, so everyone's going to be Ooh. squashed together. It'll what, be chaos. What percentage of people are not going to have seats? <laughs> <laughs> well, Dougie and Fletch have got their own tiny little table, which is quite cute. So their their Perfect. tiny little tables just keep folded onto the to the big table. Yeah, exactly. Little fairy lights around us. They've got a table for nice, two. Nice, nice. It's the same at the same, same at Seb's house. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just yeah, not, good the the not good with the carnage. Not good with the carnage. Like mess. No, you don't like, like mess. The, 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 no, they'll be opening. They'll be opening the presents, and I'll be like on top of them. Get that in the bin. Put that rubbish in the bin. Make sure that's Hoover. Oh, I'm the same. I, I just like it. I like it clean. Oh, I'm oh, wow. the same. I mean, no, I won't be like that for me at Christmas now because the kids. But it yeah. used to be. Yeah. I used to go round after the three of them, yes. just picking up because they'd open the presents and the paper when we were mm. living in, in Nottingham. Right. The paper was just everywhere. I'd go, my message would say, "Will you stop cleaning up?" Yeah, just calm down. I'm going behind. Yes, I'm going behind them. But I feel sorry for my. my you know, my lad's working six to six, a twelve-hour shift. Wow. So things he does to get away from you. <laughs> He's working. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Double time, I believe. Oh, there you go. Uh, Good sure. for him. He's missing his dinner. Oh, well. Uh, final question. Who would be the best Santa amongst all the panellists? My vote is for Frank. Frank. Frank's got the beard, doesn't he? Stevie! Stevie, surely. It's, it, Stevie. It's a... See, this is another thing where Stevie yeah. thinks I couldn't pull off going into management because I would end up just putting the head in people and knotting them. Right. But the same would have been Santa. As soon as I come down that chimney, I'd change. Yeah, but you couldn't last. Like, say you had to sit there. I remember there Wonder Woman going into the telephone box or whatever it was. Yes. She used to spin around. I don't know what she did it there years ago. There you are. Interesting, you've got Wonder Woman as a reference, not Superman. Flexible. <laughs> Flexible. Come down the chimney. Yeah, but you would, like, you'd be nice for two minutes. Stevie wouldn't get and down the chimney. And then it would chimney. wear off. Listen, Stevie wouldn't get down the chimney. Uh, no, that could be an issue. He wouldn't get his chin down there. But he would be a comfortable person to sit on the lap of. No. Because there's plenty of cushion there, isn't there? I'd have that. With the amount of gas he lets off. <laughs> I'd have there were not many kids would stay there for long. Good grief. <laughs> oh dear. Who would be the worst Santa? Gav wouldn't be a very good Santa because he would just tell them the history of every present. <laughs> what would you like for Christmas? Oh I'd like I like that I like that little that little truck. Yeah. I'm going to build a truck. Let me tell you about that truck. Yes. In 1974, <laughs> yes. Jack would fall asleep. He'd miss delivering the, <laughs> <laughs> deliver the press. I've, I've you, played Santa already. I've played Santa when I was at West Ham. Did you, Shaq? Yeah, every time he went in goals, yeah. played Santa. Oh, yeah, he gave gifts to all the strikers. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Julian wouldn't be much good either, would he? Because he'd just get his Santa kit on, and then Gab's would, Gab would replace him with somebody else. <laughs> I'm Santa! Oh, I'm replaced. It's Robble. Oh, oh it's Don. It. Oh, that's it's Nedham. Oh. Uh, have you ever dressed up as Santa, Don? No, but Shaka knows this lad, Stephen Bywater, who was a young uh, reserve goalkeeper, played one or two appearances. Great lad. And Max, who's now 21, was about sort of, I don't know, six, seven, eight. Yep. And I got Stephen Bywater to get a Santa's outfit and come round my flat at the time, accidentally let himself in with one or two presents, go into Max's room, put them by his bed and accidentally on purpose waking him up so Max could just sort of see him and then leave 
And then Max's face in the morning was an absolute picture because oh. he didn't know if he was dreaming and he didn't know what happened. But I videoed it and showed him, so I was like, mm. yes, I was like dad of the year for that one Christmas. So Stephen Bywater now, Dan, is still in my phone as Santa Claus. So whenever he rings, Santa Claus pops up. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Lovely story, Don. Yeah. That is it. That brings us Why to the end. Why did me? I thought you were going to say something inappropriate. No. Because I thought something inappropriate. I thought you were going to say it. That is it then. We are done. No. We will be back um, tomorrow for our Christmas special, which I'm afraid is recorded, but it's very good. Shaq. I'll come in if you want. Sorry? I'll come in. Oh, you got your lunch at Abigail's. Don't tell people where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> what are they going to do? You throw, the, throw the steak on the floor. The chef's going to destroy the food now. <laughs>